heaven and I will not give sleep to my eyes. Shalom lekulam. Interpretation, Braden. Shalom lekulam. Peace, everyone. Everyone, peace. <laughs> peace upon you. This is Aaron Hood with the Voice of My Beloved podcast with Braden Waller. We are diving into a series uh, Psalm 132 out of the Psalms of the Ascent. Uh, that was what was just being sung there by my lovely bride, Victoria Hood. Um, if you just couldn't get enough of that, which I'm sure is the case, um, <laughs> we have the the whole Psalms of Ascent, which is uh, done by Braden and Tally and, and, and family. I guess that was, you know, everybody was involved in that. Yeah, there was a lot of singers on there. Yeah, so that is um, Psalm 125? Psalm 120. Uh, 122. 134. 134. So these psalms are on a CD, Psalm of Ascent. You can go to Hyovel and get a digital download. And if you're old school like me, you can even get a CD there. Get That's it right. while it's still hot because it's not long. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the Psalm 132 before we really dive into that, though. We got a couple um, things we just want to re remind you about. We got the Hanukkah Worship Weekend. Um, can you tell us a little bit about... Uh, the, the folks that are going to be coming out and doing worship for us uh, at the concert? Yes. So the S-Steps, it's a singing couple. We got a hold of their CDs probably been four or five years ago, but really enjoyed it. Okay. And yeah, they're going to come out and do a concert. And so, yeah, right, it's going to be worship focused. The, you know, overall, the weekend is going to be worship focused and just pressing into the, the light, you Amen. know, the, that the king of glory, he's full of light. And Amen. we're going to celebrate that. And him, there is no darkness at all. That's right. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, December 23rd through the 26th. It's going to be a kind of a longer weekend. Uh, if you have that time off um, and you wanted to come out and have some some good time of fellowship and worship, then uh, register for that online at uh, loveandpurity.com. You can uh, get that all at the website. And um, the Harp and Farm program, we've got a, a um, discipleship program coming up starting in March. Middle of March, Middle roughly. Middle of March, yeah. and we're going to be bringing people in, uh, those that would like to uh, engage on a deeper level, kind of, um, it, it's connecting agriculture along with worship, the harp and bowl style of worship, and uh, we've a prayer house that we have here, opportunities for regular uh, times of worship and the Lord, and also coupled together with learning agriculture, with uh, livestock, we've got classes from everything from uh, veterinarian uh, to uh, soil science, soil science to history. We got, we got a lot of, a lot of really good uh, stuff lined up for that. So if you're interested in that, or you know somebody, the ages from 18 to 30, 18 to 30, yep. 18 to 30. If you're in that range, um, then give us a shout out, you know, sign, or send us an email, you know, find out more about it. You can get all the, uh, in particulars, the particulars, not in particulars, the particulars, <laughs> um, on the website. And, uh, we would love to be hearing from you. So without that, we've got a lot Braden, you said how many pages this psalm? Seven pages. Seven pages of notes on this psalm. It's rich, and so we don't want to we don't want to wait one second longer. So let's go ahead and dive in. Here we are, Psalm one thirty two, verse one. Lord, remember David in all his afflictions. So interesting phrase. Yep. There, he's this. Whoever wrote this psalm is saying, God, remember David's afflictions. Well, let's look back at David's life. What were some of the afflictions that he experienced? Well, one, we know he suffered the loss of a child. Mm. Child died. He has a son that tries to take his life, mm. Absalom, right? He's after him to kill him. Right. Uh, Saul is after him, say roughly about seven years. He's running away from Saul trying kill to take him. his life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's some affliction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his wife was captured in battle, mm -hmm. had to go get her back. Uh, his best friend died in battle. So just, 
you know, there's many things that David, uh, the afflictions mm. that David experienced. So the psalmist saying, God, remember his afflictions. And then one of the afflictions that we don't really think about too much, uh, but the scripture actually says that uh, it directly refers to one of the afflictions or the troubles of David. It says in First Chronicles 22, 14, it says, indeed, I have taken much trouble to prepare for the house of the Lord. And so this is one of the things that this psalm actually talks about. Mm. And the, one of the direct uh, ties with this psalm is, you know, he's he's going without sleep. He's not going to his bed because he wants to make a dwelling place for God. Right. And this is one of the things that David, he, he made sacrifices. He was afflicted or he went through trouble because he so loved the presence of God. Right. Amen. Yeah. And, and I, I, and I think, you know, in to call, you know, to bring this all kind of a picture to this is that the, uh, that it was not a burden to him, you know, mm. like there's, there's afflictions that, you know, that weigh us down. And then there's right. those things that we do for the love of someone that I just think about, you know, Jacob, he says seven years worth of labor was like, but a day right? because of his love for her. <laughs> you know, my, my wife probably asked me the other day and she's, he, she's like, if I wasn't to see you for seven years, it wouldn't seem like a day. I don't think there's any way possible. <laughs> um, but, and, and he, he didn't um, shy away from it. You know, he recognizes it as a, an, a burden, not a burden, but a trouble. You know, he went through the trouble, right? right. And that's how we find value in things. When people go out of their way, right? That's, that's the beauty of a gift. That's the beauty of a right. note or a thought or somebody sending a text message as, as simple as that is. It's like, oh, he was, he was thinking, he took the trouble. Right. Uh, the guys down at the jail, I can't tell you how many times they've told me, man, thanks for taking the trouble. Right. Or like, thanks for coming down and spending your time with us, you know? And that's could be doing volume. something else. I could be doing something else, you know? And there's some of them down there that don't get that. They're just like, no, nah, we don't. But all of them, I would think, even the ones that don't um, want to hear, they say, man, thanks thanks for coming by. Right. That's taking the trouble. And so for David to say, yeah, I have much trouble to prepare for the house of the Lord. But he still said, that's the one thing I've desired. Right. He recognized that, you know, you what you want, you work for. Right. You know? And I, I think that's a a beautiful thing to, to connect, just to, to throw that into this. He says, yeah, it was trouble, but man, I don't think, I don't think he, that he shied away from it for one second. <laughs> right. And, and then ultimately I think this all connects to the son of David, Yeshua and his afflictions, mm. you know, that he was afflicted. He was crucified to, in order to, as we look at these verses here, to, to build up the dwelling place of God. Amen. There was yeah. this whole, there's this whole connection with the son of David and we have Isaiah 53 Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Mm. And then Ephesians 2.21, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And so this is one of the reasons Yeshua gave his life. The reason he was afflicted is to make us a dwelling place for God's spirit. Amen. And so there's this connection between David and the son of David and how they both endured afflictions and went through much trouble mm -hmm. for the purposes of God to come forth. Amen. Yeah. I was just thinking for the joy set before me, right. You know, right. That, that in the same way that David, um, longed to be in the house of the Lord. And he said, you know, why is it that I want to be in the presence of the Lord? I want to build him a house. Right. And, uh, Yeshua's like, I, this is for the glory of my father and he didn't deviate didn't but right. even though he endured much affliction uh more so even you know than you know in this psalm you know again you know david is speaking prophetically right he's he's saying 
Dave and all his afflictions, but at the same time, you know, he's he's speaking of a time where the son of David would go through those same afflictions. It's just a, a great picture and mirror of Yeshua laying down his life because he loved it not even unto death uh, so that you could buy the bride at the price, the bride right. price, you know. So right. it's it, it's what you're de- devoting yourself to. It's like mm-hmm. it, it will be as nothing, you know, when, when it's the love is there. Right. That's good. Verse 2, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob, surely I will not go into the chamber of my house or go up to the comfort of my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. I want to point out in this section here, mighty one of Jacob is actually mentioned twice. Jacob, as we look back, we see that he also has a connection to the house of God. It's in Genesis 28, 20. It says, then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I'm going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. So here, this whole encounter that, that Jacob has with God, he's talking about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a house for God. I, yeah. I want to make a house for God. I want to make a dwelling place for God. And so just wanted to point that out, this mighty one of Jacob, David is actually, it, there's this connection between David's desire to build the house for God and the mighty one of Jacob. Jacob, you know, talking about, I'm surely, I'm going to come back and uh, make a make, make a this house. God's house. Wow. It's re- re- super, super neat. Yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking about David's, uh, you know, you say things like, you know, you hear about people saying, you know, for you, I love you so much, I'd swim the ocean. Well, you know, that's not physically possible. Right. You know, but we hear David saying, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to go to the chamber of my house. I'm not going to have any comfort, not a sleep to my eyes, slumber <laughs> to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord. And, and everybody's looking at him like, you want you want us to help you with that? You know, like, right. we have lives, David, you know, and he's like, I'm laying it all down. You know, right. I think, you know, <laughs> just I see that, that in this scripture. I, th- I see him saying that, God, I'd swim the ocean. I'd climb the tallest mountain. You know, I'd go to the furthest, far, as far as east. You know, I'd do whatever I need to do. Right. I, I see that in this verse, you know. It's an ext- he's making some extreme statements. Yes. I mean, <laughs> but I think about people that really make a huge impact in the world, and a lot of them, they're extreme. Extreme. Yeah. It's not the just, you know, status quo, yeah, status quo melancholy. Right. It's the extreme people that are like, gripped with a burning passion mm. to make a difference to and this is david's burning passion was to make a dwelling place for god yeah, amen. that's amazing and you know it wasn't just the dwelling place you know the temple making a dwelling place for the lord so that he could dwell in his presence right you know because and i think the root of this and why david um was had that title you know the man after god's heart is because he loved him so much he right. loved his presence as a shepherd boy out there he experienced his yeah. presence you know and all these psalms you know came out of well, some of them came out of that time of being alone with the sheep and and i i've just in my own personal life over the last month or so i've just begun to understand like how we go on through these afflictions right unless we can't do it unless we meditate on the love of the god and we know that mm. it's his goodness right i would have lost heart right i would have lost heart unless i had known that i would see the goodness of god right in the land of the living right Brothers, sisters out there, let me tell you, beloved, or as as John says, little children, <laughs> yeah. remember God loves you yeah. through all things, through your afflictions and 
and all of those things to desire to be in his presence because of the love of the bridegroom king. Right. It's, it's a, the sole motivator. It's got to be the sole motivator behind our forward thrust into, you know, we could get distracted into building a house just for building a house's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, but David's heart in building the house, I believe, as he's saying here, he's making these, it's a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob so that they could have that community. He was trying to build an Eden. He was trying to right. get back to that beginning where God and man fellowshiped on right. a regular basis. Yeah, Let that be our heart because of such a love. We, we, we're fed up with this long-distant relationship. <laughs> Got to be right. fed up with this long-distance relationship saying, come. The spirit and the bride say, come. Yeah, it's it's all it's all such a beautiful connection and picture, but we're definitely not going to get through it if we keep going at this rate. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but just continuing on this connection between the son of David, Yeshua, and David, you know, David saying, "I'm not going to go up to the chamber of my house, you know, give sleep to my eyelids." We see Yeshua, even himself, he talks about he, he there was nowhere to lay his head. Mm. Um, you know, foxes have holes, yeah. birds have nests. nests. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And so here, Yeshua, even in his earthly experience, he could have had a luxurious, mm, you know, could he could have had a very luxurious experience on earth if he wanted. Mm-hmm. But here he's mirroring this, mirroring this whole thing of David, like I'm going through sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a place to lay my head. Uh, but because he's zealous for the house of God, we see it, John two seventeen. Then his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house has eaten me up. Mm. This is right out of the Psalms. Yeah. This whole connection David was consumed with zeal. And we know that the tabernacle of David is what's going to be restored. Mm-hmm. This whole zeal for God's house is going to be a defining trait yeah. of the end time people of God. And Yeshua himself is going to, I believe, infuse his people with that Amen. zeal. You know, that zeal for your house has consumed me. I am, I am not content. And I think this is the thing that we want to stir ourselves up stir is up. that we're, we're not going to be content just to be mediocre you know, lukewarm, lukewarm uh, believers, we want zeal for the house of God and that to fuel our worship, to fuel this desire. We want to build up the tabernacle of David. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, Yeshua, you know, when his, he got lost, right? Or he didn't get lost. His parents lost him. And he come back, he says, I was in my father. Didn't you know I'd be in my father's house? Right. He's like, where else would I be? You know? Right. You know, and all the, the, the question, you know, I'm, Sometimes we can infuse some sarcasm into Yeshua's voice, but I'm sure there was none of that there. But I mean, he, he, his, he, he didn't, didn't, didn't you know? Yeah. I'd don't you in, know me well enough? Don't you know <laughs> that I would be in my father's house? Right. Like all of Jerusalem, he wasn't playing with his friends, you know, even as a young boy. Right. He said, I, this is not the one place that I want to be. And that's to dwell in the house of the Lord all my days. And then it says he submitted to his parents. Right, his earthly parents. There's still a place for submission to our <laughs> earthly parents, and he went. He went with them, but I, that's the the connection there was was beautiful. Yeshua was like, "This is where uh, I'm meant to be." Right. All right. Amen. So here we are, at verse six. Behold, we heard of it in Ephrata. We found it in the fields of the woods. So there's a interesting connection with this verse, as far as just seeing a messianic interpretation from it. So. Ephrata, we know, is connected to Micah 5.2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrata, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth from me, one who is to be ruler of Israel, whose coming forth is from of old. So Messianic prophecy, right? Yeah. Yeshua will be born in Bethlehem. And so we heard of it in Ephrata. We, we heard about this Messianic kingdom mm. that's kind of has its some 
roots, you might say, yeah. in Ephrata, Bethlehem of Ephrata. So David, uh, well, that was his hometown, yeah. Bethlehem. Thinking about then, the shepherds, you know, we heard about it in Ephrata. Yeah, yeah, there's this, yeah, this messianic connection. Yeah, the shepherds out in the field, they heard, the angels announced it. We heard about this, whoa, hey, glor this glory, <laughs> right. glory to God in the highest. There's this news coming out of Ephrata. We heard of it in Ephrata. We found it in the fields of the woods. And the the woods is, is the Hebrew word yar. Mm. And then we got Kiryat Yerim, village of the woods, mm -hmm. which is where the ark was kept. And so we found it in the fields of the woods. The, there's this connection of the, the place where the ark was kept, mm. was Kiryat Yerim. Uh, it was kept there for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And it just was just sitting there, basically waiting for it to be brought to its resting place. Mm. You know, the scripture talks about, and even later on this psalm, arise, O Lord, to your resting place. Yeah. There's this in-between phase of mm -hmm. like, you know, it's just sitting there with no real home mm -hmm. for 20 years. And, but it's, it's almost like, you know, David grew up in Bethlehem, but that he's like, even as a child, we know he has this burning desire to know God. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we found it in the fields of the woods. Maybe it's even that he was exploring, you know, with his shepherd, with his flocks. And he's like, I found the ark out here in the woods, you know, and I, I want to make sure it gets to its resting place, Jerusalem, which we know later on he actually does that, right? Brings it to Jerusalem. Yeah, I'm just thinking about you know Yeshua. He says, you know, behold, I stand at the door and knock, mm. you know, and, and if anyone opens, and I and I see this, you know, as being uh, a connection to him being enthroned in our hearts, like right. he's been there, like we heard of it in Ephrata, you know, mm -hmm. and we found him, you know, but is he is he enthroned in your hearts? Is he just sitting there? Is the tabernacle just the, or the ark is the ark, excuse me, is it sitting there waiting to be enthroned in its proper place right. in our hearts, you know? Mm. And it doesn't take away from the, the holiness of it, doesn't take away from, but it, God has given us that opportunity. He said, enthrone, you have to enthrone me. I will not enthrone myself. He says, you have to enthrone, put me on the throne in your heart. Right. He's enthroned in the praises of Israel. Exactly. There's this element that we welcome him in. Right. And so mm. by opening our hearts, you know, this is what salvation is a, another aspect to look at of salvation is like, are we enthroning the king? Because he is the king. Right. He may be, in, you know, in Kiryat Yar, but we have to enthrone him in our hearts at Jerusalem, you know, which is, you know, where he is enthroned and we, we find that fellowship and that praise and that right. worship when we come up mm -hmm. to that place. That's, you know, and so I just was thinking about, you know, he's there. We have to, we have to take him up and put him into our hearts. We have to open the door so that he will have fellowship with us, right? And yeah. he says, and I'll have fellowship with him. You know, right. it's 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 God's invitation yeah. for us to have fellowship with the God Almighty, the God of the universe. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. Verse seven, let us go into his tabernacle. Let us worship at his footstool. Emphasizing, what I want to emphasize in this verse is us. Let us go into his tabernacle. Let us worship at his footstool. This Davidic call, the tabernacle of David, it's about us. It's about a corporate unified worship of God. Mm. And so that's that's really what I believe God is going to be emphasizing and bringing us more into right. of let's do this together. Amen. Let's not just go off and be by ourselves yeah. to worship God, but let's let's as a community, right. let's worship him and let's get ready for that that huge worship event that's oh, yeah. coming to Jerusalem itself. <laughs> that you know, great that this camp meeting in the promised <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. You were thinking of it. Raiden always says that great camp meeting in the promised land. You know, yeah. I'm just thinking about uh, the fellowship, you know, and, and how we 
know love and the way that we love one another, right? That's how right. the love of the Father is in us. And man, what we're better together. Right. We have this exponential uh, synergy, right? I think, you know, is what it's called, you know, when the sum is greater than the, the two parts, you know? Right. And so some of the whole is greater than the parts. And so hallelujah, he's able to do that and uh, that he desires that. He desires that yeah. the Lord brings that exponential curve into our life when it comes to uh, his presence. And uh, what, a, what a day that will be, right? When, when my Savior I shall see. I yes. mean, uh, be encouraged today. I think um, we're going to probably wrap it up here. We're running out of time. But um, be encouraged today that your Savior, he loves you. And that the God Almighty desires to have fellowship with you. And we can't help but worship when we're in his presence. So enthrone right. him in your heart today as king, as savior, and um, be encouraged to go forth in victory. And Amen. so blessings to all of you out there. This is the voice of my beloved podcast where we believe that hearing and following the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. Shalom. Worship at his footstool. Arise, Hashem, to your resting place. You and the ark of your strength. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness. And let your saints shout for joy. Servant David's sake, do not turn away the face of your anointed. Hashem has sworn in truth to David, he will not turn from it. I will set upon your throne the fruit of your body. If your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony, which I shall teach them, their sons also shall sit upon your throne forevermore. For Hashem has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my place forever. Here I will dwell for I've desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. 
Ciao. 